0: Cheryl Strayed is the author of the autobiography Wild and an advice columnist who speaks and writes under the name Dear Sugar. In an advice essay, Cheryl recounts how one day she and her mother were driving in the rural county where she grew up, and they stopped at a yard sale. After a brief perusal of the items, Cheryl held up a toddler's dress. It was a red velvet dress trimmed with white lace and she showed it to her mother who said, isn't that the sweetest thing? Standing at the yard sale, Cheryl was pretty sure she'd never have children. She was 19 at the time and thought kids were cute but ultimately annoying. Yet as they poked around the yard sale, she kept returning to the dress. Her mother said, You want that dress. Why would I, snapped Cheryl. For someday, her mother replied. But I'm not even going to have kids, Cheryl argued. Her mother replied, you can put it in a box, then you'll have it no matter what. When Cheryl shot back, I don't have a dollar, her mother replied, I do and she reached for the dress and paid the woman tending the yard sale. At the time, Cheryl, who was 19, had no idea that upon her mother's death three years later, she would box up this dress and put it with all her mother's other mementos. She had no idea that she would take this box and the dress with her through what she calls the scorched earth of her 20s and 30s and that it would someday embody a hope and love that she would need to draw on in the face of what was coming. She had no idea that this gift from her mother would be part of her story of her resilience. Unlike Cheryl, the disciples get a bit more warning as to what is to come in their lives. In the gospel lesson today, Jesus is teaching the disciples in the temple... That's who he's speaking to at the start of our reading. Yet the disciples are distracted by the beauty. King Herod began working on this temple in 19 BCE, replacing a smaller temple, which was constructed after Solomon's temple was destroyed hundreds of years earlier by the Babylonians. The current temple, like the one before it, formed the center of the Jewish faith and life. And yet it too would be destroyed, this time by the Roman authorities in 70 CE, a few years after the writing of the Gospel of Luke. To the astonishment of the disciples, Jesus tells them that this magnificent building will be thrown down, and they will suffer hardships as his followers, imprisonments, beatings, hatred, betrayal, and even physical death. Yet after he describes all of this that is to come, Jesus reminds them of their resilience to survive hard times. In this gospel, Jesus moves from this incredible destruction and suffering that he describes to words of comfort and promise. And he promises the disciples three things. First, that in the midst of the coming hardship, uncertainty, and destruction, they will have the opportunity to testify to God's truth. To tell of the Christ, of the Messiah who is God incarnate and who has showed them what God is like and what it means to follow God. Jesus is reminding them and us that it is easy to remember to testify to God's goodness when things are going well in our lives. We thank God for our blessings, but meanwhile we can forget to thank God and speak of God's goodness in our dark moments. And yet testifying to God's truth of love and mercy, justice and peace may be the only way that we can get through those dark moments. Because speaking of God's goodness when times are hard reminds us of the big picture. That God seeks wholeness and healing for us in our world even, and our world even when we feel broken and hurt and are grieving. The second thing that Jesus promises the disciples and us is that he will provide the words and the wisdom when we speak so that we know how to say to ourselves and to others that God is good, that God saves us, that God loves us, and that God calls upon us to love and serve others. Now, testimony to God can take all sorts of forms. When we speak of God's goodness, it can come out in all sorts of ways, And Jesus promises the disciples they don't have to prepare ahead of time or make it up, or we don't have to make it up when we go into conversations where we need to apologize or tell someone they've hurt us or when we have trouble finding the words to say, I love you or I need help. No, Jesus provides us with the words and the wisdom to speak God's truth in our lives. Finally, no matter how bad it gets or will get... ...Jesus promises not a hair on your head will perish. Or as the message translation puts it... ...every detail of your body and soul is in my care. Nothing of you will be lost. Nothing of you will be lost to God and Christ... ...no matter our grief or loss... ...no matter the pain inflicted by others or ourselves... No matter natural or human disasters, no matter our political upheavals and global struggles, no matter the temples that are thrown down in our lives. This truth that we will never be lost to God is part of the story of the resilience of the early church and is also part of our stories of resilience as well. Now, Jesus doesn't use the word resilience. He uses the word endurance in his teaching. And it's a good word, but endurance, like perseverance, is about actions. It's about what you do in the moment to keep going. You persevere to take one more step on that hike. You endure your tears, and you get out of bed and get going. Resilience can be made up of acts of endurance and perseverance. But resilience is the big picture. It's our ability to recover and adapt after experiencing adverse events. Resilience is is about knowing and trusting that there is a way forward from whatever our situation might be. And for Christians, Jesus is our way forward. Jesus is the constant in our lives. And so resilience is a spiritual capacity. It's like joy or compassion or curiosity or connection. It's ultimately about our faith. Even if the temple in Jerusalem and the temples of our lives fall, even if we suffer hardship and grief, Jesus gives us the roadmap for our resilience in today's reading. Remember, we will never be lost to God. We will have the words and the wisdom we need And we are to remember God's goodness through our testimony. The temple of Cheryl Strayed's life fell when she was 22. And her mother died soon after a diagnosis of non-smoker's lung cancer. She adored her mother and they were very close. And in her grief, her life crumbled, began falling apart. She could not stay married to a lovely man whom she loved. She couldn't keep her family together. Her two siblings and her stepfather each went their own ways. And she couldn't keep herself from dabbling in hard drugs and promiscuity. Her grief settled inside her so that she felt she was no longer the person she'd been before her mother died, but she didn't know yet who she was becoming. For a number of years, hers was a story of hardship and suffering and temples falling. And all this time she kept that little red velvet dress. It was a constant for her. It connected her to the past, to the time when her mother lived, and when Cheryl was a homecoming queen and a straight-A student, when she wasn't yet grieving her mother or getting a divorce or trying to figure out who she was. The dress was a sign of her mother's love for her. And it also connected her to a future, an unknown future, a future that would come. And so in this way, the dress was a promise, a promise of a way forward toward goodness. As life straightened out for Cheryl, she had a daughter. And the dress began to mean something new. Cheryl writes that, the red dress was material evidence of my loss, but also of the way my mother's love had carried forward beyond her, her life extending years into my own in ways I could never have imagined. When her daughter t- turned two, Cheryl dressed her in this little red velvet dress for Christmas. Her mother's words, for someday. And the gift of the one-dollar dress had endured through the hardest times in Cheryl's life as signs of hope and love. And they are part of Cheryl's story of resilience. As we look back at the fall of the Jerusalem temple and the persecutions of the first disciples, the miracle of the Christian faith is that it survived the early years. The miracle of human life, Cheryl Strades and our own is that it survives the hardest things. We are resilient because Jesus is our constant, our little red velvet dress, so to speak. Jesus promises that we will never be lost to God, even if we feel lost to ourselves and others. And when we testify to this truth, using Jesus' words and wisdom, We can remember God's love and goodness and begin to move forward. This is the roadmap to resilience that Jesus gives us. Because we know that when the temples of our lives fall, it is God in Christ who rebuilds us through God's love so that we, we become the temples to God that endure. Amen.